Welcome to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host, Ayo Reese, and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today, so let's get into it. Happy Friday, people, and welcome to an all-new exciting episode of the From Me For Us podcast. I hope everyone had a great Memorial weekend and the new month of June is treating you well. Before I begin, I must start by saying I want to have a moment of silence for one of our brothers, George Floyd, who was taken away from us far too soon over a ridiculous arrest by the police in Minneapolis. Thank you. I like to have fun on my podcast, but also take things like this very, very seriously. As many news outlets and social media people have covered this content to the extreme, honestly, I didn't want to discuss much on it today because respect to the family, talking about it here isn't helping his family get through this pain. I also think that as a black man, most of the time, I'm unfortunately sort of numb to these tragedies. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I usually am. However numb I usually am though, I couldn't help but, you know, to feel an extreme amount of anger, sadness, and exhaustion over this past weekend, and even still going on through this past week. I probably shouldn't have, but I couldn't do anything but just devour content online about the situation and what is going on currently in our country. I took plenty of notice of how people of certain shades of color or non-color were quick to react in regards to what happened, and I even tried my best to not comment or argue about too much. But to be honest, it really bothered me that there were so many people of color, fuck that, black people online who had issues with the riots that were taking place in Minneapolis, Atlanta, Cleveland, Boston, or anywhere else. I respect anyone in their opinion because everyone is entitled to their own. But I think to say that the riots and the looting is wrong, that's utter bullshit. Like for one, by even just saying this online, you're essentially given the perception that you're agreeing with the conservative whites who already don't like us, and basically, you're giving them more ammo to repost, retweet, and continue to spread ignorance and be ignorant towards our issues. Don't be the person who lets the white person say, see, this black person feels the riots are wrong just like my white ass does. That's just like, you know, them pulling the, I have a black friend so I can't be racist card. No, don't do it. Don't give them that fucking pull. Like, as a race fighting a century-plus-old battle, like we need to be a united front and not give them any chinks to find in our armor for their dumbass reasonings or their causes. Even if this is how you truly feel, because no one can tell you how you feel, it's something that should be kept off social media. It's sad that I've had to have debates with people about the riots who are bringing up black-on-black crime, and they're fucking black. Maybe it stems from them not knowing any better, so of course I'm always willing to engage in the conversation if they're willing to listen, learn, and understand. But being oppressed by the white man and the police who murder us in cold blood not being served the same justice as the black man who kills a black man is what the issue is. Black on black crime has no reason to be brought up when the issue of police murder comes up. It's a separate issue. When we bring up Black Lives Matter and you bring up black on black crime, or shit, even when these motherfuckers bring up all lives matter picture me having a rally to raise awareness for like breast cancer right and you pull up saying well yeah breast cancer's cool but uh lung cancer matters yeah it matters but we aren't discussing that right now and it's besides the fucking point the police are servants to the public of all races not just white people of this country and they should act as such and not abuse their power because of the prejudices that they were taught and not born with straight up taught so 
Seeing my fellow African Americans talk like this definitely burned me up and I felt it should have burned up everyone because let's be real, being black means having to turn the other cheek to society about everything and always resort to being peaceful. From the basics to how we wear our hair in the workplace, how we have to code switch at work and be mindful of how we act so we don't be perceived as the angry black man or angry black woman. Enough is enough. The riots are warranted, as we have tried time and time again to do things the peaceful way and communicate. When trying to use our words in the past, they have been willfully ignored. Take Colin Kaepernick being told not to kneel. He shouldn't protest that way and that he is disrespecting our military when he clearly, clearly he stated it wasn't about the military and he explained exactly what it was about. You still have people talking about they don't, pretty much basically in layman's terms, they don't give a shit. They don't want to disrespect the flag. And I'm talking to you, Drew Brees. Fuck you. Take LeBron James discussing inequalities in this country, opening a school for underprivileged kids and being able to put them in a program that is going to send them to college for a full-ride scholarship. Take somebody like that who's being told that he has no right to talk and needs to shut up and dribble, as if he's a little boy and his only purpose is to be a black man and dribble the ball and entertain Massa like a fucking circus sideshow. Take the dumbass in the White House who a couple weeks ago called the white protesters in Michigan good people for protesting in the face of police at the State House with loaded AK-47s and all types of other semi-automatics because they couldn't get a haircut due to COVID-19 restrictions that were put in place to keep their dumbasses safe. Then the idiot turns around and calls black protesters thugs, which thugs to me is basically diet nigger basically calling them diet niggers for exercising their right to protest and now riot due to the voices continuing to fall on deaf ears. We've had enough. Something needed to be done. Like, if I'm at the fucking lunch table and I'm like, sir, can you hand me some food? Sir, can you hand me some food? And you keep ignoring me and giving it to the white people. I say, sir, can you hand me some food? And you don't give me no food. I'm like, bitch, give me a motherfucking plate, nigga. I'm hungry. I'm going to get mad. So it's just nature of the beast. It is what it is. And even, I'm just going to keep going. Because, you know, the, the fucking riots don't help everything. People piss me off. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to continue for y'all. So for all of y'all that's still saying that, I got, I got more ammo for y'all. It's the FMFU podcast. Sitting here saying that riots don't help anything and, you know, why destroy things in our communities. Like, let's be real. Because of the way this country's set up, we don't own much in these communities. So most of the places being hit are places that the white man owns. Now, yes, there are some unfortunate scenarios where a small business owner may get looted. But more than likely, it's by people who are taking advantage of the protests just to strictly vandalize and just start shit. Like J.R. Smith had to beat up somebody who tried to rob his car. And he was parked not in the area where they're protesting, but blocks away. So that's a perfect example like and if you are really protesting in your community and if you know your community you should know what stores are black businesses and know to leave them the hell out of it like most of the arrests for vandalism in boston out of like the 55 arrests like i think 30 something of them were like of people who lived outside the city so take that as you will but in riots or war there are unfortunately always casualties whether it be small businesses or in a real war people's lives this is what our soldiers who travel to other countries fight for. Freedom, right? Giving up something. Their lives in some cases to make sure we're free. There shouldn't be an issue to give up something material to make a point that will make a bigger change for the future. This is what a riot or a war is all about. 
one point one of my friends had said too and i thought this was interesting so i wanted to share that if the looters knew that all this stuff was going on now not necessarily the store victims on day one through let's say three but let's say on like day four through now if i know this shit is going on in the country if you really think this is serious like wouldn't you put like all your stuff up as a precaution like wouldn't you take everything out the windows and like get extra security or do something just to make sure like most of the stores are closed because of COVID-19 anyway right so when I heard that I thought that was a solid point continuing with the riots aren't the way to go as it won't help anything narrative clearly you must not pay attention in school the whole fucking history of this country is built on riots protests and wars the Native Americans showed the pilgrim survival skills they used the skills and then they killed them the Europeans looted Africa of not only their goods, but their people to be slaves. This is why America was built on the backs of our ancestors. You know what the Boston Tea Party slogan is? No taxation without representation. They rioted and fought over tea taxes. The Civil War, which lasted four years, was about releasing the slaves and the South still wanted slaves for their cotton businesses because Massa still needed to make sure that they were going to make all this money. Now in 2020, we're fighting to get the attention of these assholes and for there to be real change. So for the people who say rioting and tearing shit up isn't the way, enlighten me on the way because people who don't understand oppression or privilege, they choose not to understand it. It doesn't matter how many videos, charts, graphs, legal laws, etc. you show them. Talking doesn't work with these people. So now unfortunately, it seems like it's time to fuck some shit up. And it seemed like fucking some shit up doesn't work because the original cop who murdered George Floyd, his murder charge has been up to a second degree murder and they are now officially going to charge the other three officers that were there and didn't do anything as well. This shit wouldn't have happened without the fucking riots and the looting. We've tried peaceful things before and nothing's happened. I only see one thing that's different that we've done to make these motherfuckers get charged. Now, there's still always work to do, and my old expression always used to be, don't get your dick hard till the panties drop. So, us getting a conviction for these motherfuckers, or us getting these motherfuckers charged, is like bringing the bitch over and getting her in your bed. Now, we don't want to get excited till the conviction comes, which then that means them draws dropping and you get your gold magnum. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, all bullshit aside and funniness aside, I'm so serious, and I do want to say that I want to thank whoever's listening if you've been out there because if we don't speak up for change no one's going to do it for us like even the people who might not have marched or been out in the field but might have partaken in uh petitions or donated money or maybe even uh performed a simple retweet to make people of non-color feel uncomfortable and try to give them more understanding of our struggle and try to educate them as best as you can uh you know i just want to say thank you you know some people only believe things online and the only way you might be able to change the person's mind is through them reading something online and they might not like seeing things or believing what's on the news so even if it's only one person's mind that you changed or awaken or whatever you've made a difference so i want to thank everybody for that and thank you for rocking with me i mean life is just too short not to give people their flowers and as these situations occur it always goes back to me thinking like damn any one of us could have been in georgia's situation I can tell you a story. I remember back in college, me and three friends, we were riding in my car. And for people that go to HU, you know, they know that you can't have a car 
freshman year or your sophomore year. But I guess anybody that's listening that didn't go, you probably don't know that. But I used I had a way to have my car down there. And even if I wasn't using it on the weekdays, like I was still able to have it on the weekends, whether I want to go to parties or get things or whatever the case was. But anyway, so, you know, we it was the weekend. It was a Saturday and it was me and three friends. So we were riding in my car. And people that went to high school would probably know, like, I had a white Jeep, and I used to have them on 22-inch TIS rims. So, I mean, I'm riding around probably looking like somebody who doing something they're not supposed to do, just to give you an image of what's going on here. So, we were riding, and I remember we were looking for a house because we were supposed to be picking somebody up. So, we drove over to this house on, I can't remember what street it was, parked on the street, got out to walk up the street because we were looking for the house. We couldn't see. It was dark. So about walking up and making a phone call, we didn't hear from the guy. So five minutes later, after walking up the street, we ended up just walking back to get in the car. Now, when we were walking back to get into the car, I remember, like, I was noticing, like, there was this white guy in his front lawn. He was looking at us, and I can't remember what he was doing. Like, he had something in his hand. Maybe it was a hose or something, but it was fall. So I'm like, nigga, you can't be watering the grass. But I didn't think anything of it because, I mean, we didn't do anything wrong. Like, we minding our fucking business. So we get in the car. We drive about 50 feet, and then we had to get, we had to stop at the stop sign. After stopping, I had noticed like a car had pulled up behind me, and I was going to make a right turn, but there was a car coming from the left, so I had to wait for one car to pass before I could go. So after the car passed, I, I turned right, and behind us ended up being a cop, who then hit the lights and pulled us over. Now, I've dealt with the police on occasions before college, so I wasn't super nervous as we weren't doing anything wrong. But at the end of the day, we already know how these cops can be, and we already know what the term DWB is. So when I asked, you know, hey, you know, good evening, how you doing? You know, I'm like, hey, why, you know, why'd you pull me over? You know, he tells me I didn't fully stop at the stop sign. Now, mind you, I just said a car was coming from the left, so I couldn't have ran the stop sign. Hell, I couldn't even do a rolling stop into the intersection because I would have ran into the car that was coming. So I had to completely stop. So, of course, okay, I'm like, whatever. You're just trying to find some shit. I'm thinking to myself. I give him the license. Figure, you know, he's just running it, trying to find something. You know, maybe hit his quota or whatever. You know, whatever the fuck is. So I'm like, all right, come on. Hurry up and give me my license back. Run my shit. Let's go. So time goes by. And if you ever gotten a, a ticket, whether you're speeding or traffic ticket or whatever, like you will start to get a little worried when it take a while because it's like okay if you run my shit it takes like you know two seconds but when you're taking a while i'm thinking that you're you know you're filling out a ticket because every ticket i've received and i haven't gotten one in a while knock on wood um they had to handwrite them so they were writing the information in and you know giving in your date you know whatever whatever so i'm like fuck he's gonna write me a fucking ticket for some bullshit what a surprise so after i think this next thing i know Four more cop cars pull up. It was like four, three or four, but it was a fucking lot. I remember I see them come by, and then I'm like looking like these cars. I'm like, where are they going? And then they just bust a U-turn and pull up like right behind us. So there's all these cop cars lined up behind my car, and I hear the dogs barking. So I look at everybody in the car, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So the original cop who pulled us over, he comes to the driver's side window, and he has all of us get out the car. So then he instructs us to sit on the curb with our legs crossed and he wants us to put our hands on our knee basically so they could see our hands and we couldn't get up and go anywhere they didn't handcuff us for any handcuff of handcuff us or anything crazy but he just wanted to make sure we would sit there and we weren't doing anything stupid while he searched the car he searched the car claiming that he smelled marijuana so 
like out of the four cars that pulled up like <laughs> the two cops that i do remember out of the ones that came like the, the two that stuck out to me there was this big like guile from street fighter looking motherfucker like he had like i swear he had like the black and army fatigue type combat like pants with the boots on and like i swear he had one of those tight like under armor police shirts or something like it was crazy i'm like yo dude you look like you could like hit the turbo on street fighter or some shit it was him and then there was this old white police chief looking cat who i remember he had like brown slacks with black shoes on and i'm like bro that doesn't even match so you know the smooth wannabe smooth fucker chief he's looking you know he's looking in the car you know and he's pretty much like trying to get a shook you know see if somebody's gonna like admit they had something or anything because he's like you know oh i smell weed in the car and he's like oh man there's so much weed in there i got a contact hot but like everybody's just looking and confused like what like nobody had any weed or smoked in the car so in my mind i'm like thinking like what the fuck is he talking about like the more they talk like the more i guess you could say comfortable i got and i'm like okay this is some bullshit so i was out of the i think it, yeah, it was four of us so out of the four of us i was the third one that was on the curb from the car so he patted two two people down and then he got to me so he's patting me down at the original cop is and basically he admits to me then he's just like yeah well you know we pulled up because you know we got a car that we got a car that you know there were people out and about selling drugs who do you think called the cops and said that those four niggers are selling drugs my guess is the random white guy on his law luckily in this instance we got out without a ticket an arrest or a murder but it's still one of those situations that just makes you think like damn this shit could have really went fucking left and this is only me at 19 and mind you i've said before i've been pulled over before like i started driving like at 16 i got my license asap like i've been pulled over plenty of times sometimes warranted sometimes not and I'm always been weary of the police. Like, that's just how we are when we come up. So you experience shit like that young, you're always going to be paranoid. Like, e even if you're doing everything right. And it makes it even worse now because you're not just thinking of yourself. I'm not thinking for myself. I'm trying to raise a young black king and queen. And tragedies like this, you know, it really makes you concerned for them. Like, I, I actually had to have a discussion about all of this with my daughter not in too much detail, but it was something that I definitely had to bring up because we were watching the news and they were covering the topic of protesting in my town. And, you know, kind of after giving her a brief explanation, like, you know, there's been there's police that target us because of how we look. The first response I get from her is I thought the police went after the bad guys. Like even a five year old gets it. Like if we're not doing anything wrong, you're not supposed to come after us. But regardless of who gets it or not, like, we have to protect ourselves by any means necessary, while also remembering that decisions that would otherwise otherwise be normal for people of non-color, they don't always get applied the same for us. The incident that occurred with the weed cops, as I'ma call them, it was one experience with the law when I was a 19-year-old college student who just wanted to party, but as a 31-year-old man now, I still have an underlying issue that I haven't really had to deal with yet, and honestly, I somewhat fear it if it ever comes up. <laughs> So I have my license to carry in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and an expiring license to conceal in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Every day I carry a loaded Canic TP Elite 9mm on my hip almost any time I leave the house. 
I'd finally gotten my LTC last year that the process takes so fucking long. So when I did finally receive the license last December, I actually finally got around to purchasing my first firearm this past March. I guess you could say the timing was perfect as the pandemic started in March. Now me purchasing a gun isn't to be cool or gangster or wanna be thug or some shit, but it's just truly me being me and also me being smart and using my rights for protection of myself when I'm out or if someone tries to break into my house and get past the ADT in my house at night by any means necessary. So I'm not sure what you know about gun laws, but during a routine traffic stop, and I know that's how it is in this is how it is in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Like when the officer pulls you over, you're supposed to let them know you have your firearm on you and you should present them with your license to carry along with your driver's license. So as a person of any race, like this shouldn't be an issue, right? You're abiding by the law by letting the police officer know you're loaded and you're showing them your LTC along with your driver's license to let them know you're legit. But as a black man, I always wonder, will I be looked at the same as a person of non-color? Like even though I'm legally strapped and it's my right, in this climate we live in, like should I say nothing about a gun at all and hope that the traffic stop ends quickly because if I mention gun, the cop will be nervous and gun plus black man equals target practice? It's just one of those things that we always have to second guess or take an extra mile to get the same results as our non-color counterparts. It's truly unfair. But as mama always said, life isn't fair. Good things don't always happen to good people and sometimes bad people win. All we can do is continue to fight for that extra mile so we can win because when we do win, it's what makes being black and successful that much sweeter. I feel like I can say this and be truthful because only a black person can say what truly makes a person black. So if a black person is the only person with the license to say what makes a person black, why the fuck is Joe Biden making comments about what makes people black? Now before I begin, I must say, Biden wasn't my first choice for a Democratic presidential candidate, but now that he's here, he's here. And now that he's here, I must say, those comments were out of pocket and it's not his place to make those kinds of statements. In my full truth, I think he was trying to appease to a culture by saying something that you know he thinks relates to us on a platform that relates to us. You wouldn't catch Biden saying anything like this on the Joe Rogan podcast. He said it in an interview with Charlemagne the God. This isn't a coincidence. Now with everything going on, Biden quickly realized that what he said was wrong and did make an apology, which I'm okay with. People make bad or off-color jokes trying to relate all the time. I talk politically incorrect sometimes and nobody, including white old politicians slash presidential candidates are perfect. So I'm okay with an apology for something that was said and taken aback by us as a race. But even after his comments and his apology because it was off base and not in his place, he wasn't wrong. Now, the problem I'm seeing is that there are a lot of people who are letting this one comment change their perception about decisions. With the state of this country and the way 4-5 represents an image for hate and divide, I'm not gonna let one comment derail what Joe Biden is trying to do because at the rate we're going right now, anything, a cat, a dog, a chicken, goddamn Roger from American Dad in that office right now is better than that orange pill motherfucker. A person who irresponsibly handles things, which you know, is basically a major reason we're in a pandemic now and an inspiration for hate and divide. But some people really feel that these comments are putting them in a bind where I ain't voting for nobody. Y'all niggas programmed to go to the polls and vote for these white men. Y'all niggas is sheep. 
Obama never did anything from the hood. Like, super ignorant motherfuckers who think they know everything because of one comment. Like, these people online act like they weren't the same nigga stuttering to read in front of class when the teacher called on them. Johnny went to the store to buy some cent, some cent, some, some cinnamon, nigga. Like, talking about teachers told me I'd never be shit. Nah, nigga, Miss Robbins told your ass if you didn't do your homework or practice your letters, you wouldn't graduate on time with your dumb ass. But anyways, I feel like these, I'm not voting, them motherfuckers, I, I think they're pretty hypocritical as well. God, I hate to bring up his name, but when Kanye made his comments about being a friend and supporting Donald Dump, we all immediately said, Coon, nigga sleep, nigga in a sunken place. You know, this was all, you know, based on his endorsement for this guy. And like, we honestly didn't care or give two fucks what his reasoning was and what really he had to say. Some people listened and kind of was like, eh, maybe. But for the majority of the people who really represent the culture, not the culture vultures, niggas was like, yeah, you fucking up, dog. Like, you sleeping with the devil, my nigga. Like, that's what, you know, the majority of the people thought. So, what's the difference between what Biden said and what we stated in the past about Kanye? Because not voting is essentially a vote for Trump. Like, you're not going to write in Bernie Sanders and we're going to, like, this shit's not going to happen. Don't fucking do this shit. Like, this shit happened in 2016. I'm starting to see people say that now, and they're spreading false information. They're like, yeah, I ain't decided to vote yet, but I think I might vote for Bernie. And then somebody's commenting, oh, yeah, you can still vote for him. You can write it in on the balance or whatever. No, don't fucking do that shit. You're going to fuck this shit up, and it's going to be so bad for another four years and i really think it's gonna be some world war three shit if we don't police ourselves another country's gonna come fucking police us period so not voting is essentially a vote for trump point blank like and when you think about this shit on not a micro level for that micro comment but a macro level comments like that shouldn't deter you from voting and this isn't me saying that no one is allowed to have different thoughts. Like, I'm not going to demonize anyone because you think differently because I'm not allowed to tell you how to feel because how you feel is how you feel. But for the people who say they aren't voting but call Kanye a coon for wanting to vote for Trump, your hypocrisy is showing. Some of our celebrities are fucking stupid too. Like, I'm not going to get into some of the George Floyd comments because I would be here all day and I'm not about to be bashing people. But one thing that I did want to mention before everything happened and I kind of had this Biden topic, it came up because it was before George Floyd. Um, one comment that I saw that really kind of just like fucking boiled my blood. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this nigga Diddy. This nigga Diddy's going to make a comment a few weeks ago talking about you know, I mean, let's not even go a couple weeks ago. This dude had a campaign back in 2004 when it was, I think, it was Kerry versus Bush. And he went around with a t-shirt, you know, doing, the, doing the, mm, mm, the bad boy, baby. Talking about vote and die. Or vote or die, I should say. And, and I'm not even going front with you. I'm going to be honest. I was hearing, and who knows if it was true, that I don't even think the nigga did even vote it then. And of course we had Bush for another four years. But you know... But now when there's a greater evil in the office and, you know, we need to assemble like the Avengers to get this asshole out the office. Like you're going to spread your word by saying these candidates need to earn the black vote. Like what the 
fuck does that even mean? Like, I understand, like, yes, we need to be included, and we need to fight these fights, and yes, that's why we're protesting, and yes, that's why we're rioting, yes, we're doing what we do, but what the fuck does the president, <laughs> the candidate for presidency needs to earn the black vote? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, how the fuck does a presidential candidate even earn the black vote? Like, you think that shit went well with Hillary? Hillary focused solely on earning the black vote and got smoked by this asshole at the polls because of all his cracker cronies who wanted him in the office. She didn't focus on them. She only focused on targeting the urban areas. So she won all of that shit. But all these fucking rural Pennsylvania motherfuckers and these rural Ohio motherfuckers that if you ain't in Cleveland, Dayton, Youngstown, Cincinnati, or Columbus or anywhere, they all fucking some hicks. She didn't get them. So you got to remember, you, the president is the president of the whole country. So, I mean, if we're talking about black vote and if we want to pertain it to local issues, the president is not even really going to handle most of your local issues. That's going to be handled by your local politicians. So if anything, your local politicians need the one to earn this black vote because they're the ones that know the community and know the inner city issues and should be more hands on with that to handle what's the problem. Because, like I said, if you're running a whole country, you're the whole country of everybody. Like, you're the president of everybody in the country, not just black people. So, I think just by making, making these fucking comments, it's just something that just, once again, can deter people from hitting the polls. And then it's like, Diddy made those comments, and then Biden says what he says. So, you're getting a perfect fucking storm of people not showing up to the fucking polls again. And it's just not good. Because if we don't, it's going to be another four years of dealing with dumps nonsense. Now, I did say local politicians are the one to create change on a local level. But saying the presidential candidates don't matter. Also, that's highly ignorant. Because we've seen how the last four years have played out with this guy's commander in chief. If you really know what's going on and not with the conspiracy bullshit, then you'll know exactly why we're in this pandemic that they keep trying to deflect to China. Did he making those comments online in the era of young millennials who are followers and can't think for themselves are very irresponsible and sending the wrong message. After George Floyd was murdered, a lot of these celebrities made a lot of off-wall comments. Like I said, they either make no sense or were the wrong time. You know, I don't want to discuss it because I ain't got time to get into that shit and it's not really important. It doesn't bring any value. But I will say this. This is one reason why we shouldn't worship celebrities and be super concerned about everything they say. Because when things come out about them that you don't like, then you have to look at yourself as foolish for worshiping the things they say and not realizing that you're worshiping the people they are that hasn't been shown to the light yet. Stay woke. Thank you for listening to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me and for us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like and comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or Google Play. Also, make sure you get at me on my social media pages. I have a Facebook page, which you can search for, search for from me for us, or you can leave it in a status at FMFU underscore podcast. Also, get at me on Twitter and Instagram at the same ad names. That's at FMFU underscore podcast. Remember, people, always keep it a buck, always keep it a thousand, and perception is everything. I hope you have a nice day. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch.